come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits? The Saturday Night Freak Show. <laughs> well, good morning, or good afternoon, listener. I'm Colin. I am Brent. This is Travis. And this is Tom. And we are the Saturday Night Freak Show. We are the Saturday Night Freak Show. None others. <laughs> and this week, it was Travis's movie pick. It was my pick, and I chose Idiots and Angels by Bill Plimpton, the director, animator. It is an animated film. Uh, one of his... I think he's only got... I think this is his fourth or fifth feature film. I cannot recall. But he used to do a lot of the... He's, old MTV. Yeah, he used bumpers. to do a lot of MTV bumpers, did Trivial Pursuit, Geico commercials, did a lot of stuff for Liquid Television. That's really where he got his main audience was Liquid. That's where I discovered him was Liquid Television. He had a character. Yeah, he had two characters that used to torture each other by, like, like hitting each other with bait. They would just stand there perfectly, like, somber, like... Then like one would like hit one with a baseball bat, or they would just do like really elaborate stuff. Once the most elaborate I can actually that actually comes to mind is one would uh, sprinkle lawn seed on one's head, and grass would grow on his head. Then he'd take a mower, and then mow his head off. <laughs> that sounds really familiar, actually. I remember, yeah, so I was trying yeah. to. Think I actually I've got a DVD that has all those. I'm sure if you saw it, it would click because. Mm-hmm. And then he has other things that. Uh, the Independent Film Channel plays them all the time. It's uh, How to Kiss. It's his instructional guide to uh, to all the different ways to kiss. That's a pretty funny one. Um, I'm trying to think of the other one that's pretty popular. There's the other one that's really popular is uh, it's it's called like a I don't know what it's called a Strange Day or or something like that. And it's all through his point of view. The man you know wakes up in the morning and he's staring at the ceiling and. You know, as you follow him through, he looks in the mirror and it's all fuzzy and he starts shaving and, you know, as Uh, the day goes on, just, you know, chaos erupts. Well, he's got, like, a very distinct animation style that, you know, if anybody's seen it, you know, you can instantly, I think, maybe recognize it. It's very, like, it's very sketchy. It looks like it's it's colored by, like, colored pencil or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. And the sketches is that it's that type that it's always, like, vibrating or, you know. Yeah, just because, I mean, you got to figure... You know, I don't know the frame rate for animation. I'm not positive. I'm sure. Well, I'm, yeah, I mean, you're still working it. If it's film, it's still 24. But I think they use, like, you know, it's like he'll do one with, like, crosshatch going this way and one with crosshatch going that way. And that's it's just because like every, everything he does yeah. is just a brand new drawing. He doesn't keep a uniformity with his artwork. He'll He'll, you know, I mean, you always have to have, you know, if you're doing a hand, you got to do probably, like, However many sketches of the hand. I think it's like 16, I want to say. 16 frames. Yeah. Or something like that. Something like that. It's lower, and then they trans- when they transfer it to film, then it they plays it back. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just lower for the whatever. So, they'll yeah, they'll draw the same thing and then just make slight variations, you know, then your eye fills in the rest of the, the motion. But, yeah, since he doesn't use, like, cell paintings or anything like that, yeah, it just you can see the different variations in the sketching all throughout. You know, it's very, it's a breathing art style. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, it is. It's just kind of like it's just like, geez, you know. I mean, yeah, 
there's something new and something different. And then, I mean, and, and he also moves the camera a lot by himself, you know. Yeah, just in the drawings. It's just in the drawings, you know. He's constantly switching things up. And I, I think that's where his real, like, strengths come from is, is, uh, is, uh, <clears throat> perspective. Perspective and his transitions. Transitions. How he can just like take something for one scene, then turn it into something for his next scene, and just I mean, yeah, it's just it's just weird, and and, and just I mean, like this film, uh, being a man that grows wings, or you know, he starts off as a very negative character, <laughs> you know, it's very. <laughs> Just an asshole that anybody, for any reason at all, just for his own amusement. A big time asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then starts growing wings, and then, you know, the wings don't let him do anything bad. You know, but but it's almost like, even though he doesn't want the wings to help him do anything good, he he, he appreciates the, the reception he gets after the, the wings does the good thing. You know, so he starts to learn how, you know, you do, you know, the guy... Bill Plimpton is just far out there with concept. Yeah. I mean, his other movies are... I mean, this is actually kind of way tame to concept than his other movies. He has a... He has I Married a Strange Person. That is like a full-blown sex comedy, like, far out there sex comedy. I mean, almost too mature for some audiences. (laughs) And, uh... Well, there was a lot of, like, you know, like, I mean, really mature stuff in this. I was surprised. He is a... That's why, like, in... I also showed a short called uh, Your Face that he did in 87 that was nominated for Best Animated Short in uh, 88. Uh, and his... Uh, his <laughs> well, it was the adult situations. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the adult situations. It's very... Yeah, but what the fuck? <laughs> Still, I don't know why I started talking about his early one with the... Uh, oh, 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 Disney was going to want to buy him out. Disney wanted to buy him out, basically, after that, you know. Uh-huh. And he had to just kind of... It's like, man, if I go to Disney, yeah, I can't yeah. do any adult stuff. They'll own my work. They'll, yeah. You know, so yeah, he, from, early, from early on in his career, he's like, I want to stay an adult animator. I've got adult ideas, and I, I appreciate it as an adult. Even as a young kid when, you know... I've always liked J- Japanese anime for the adult themes, and you know it, it yeah. just gives the uh, medium a little bit more validity. <laughs> you know, you could do some more stuff with it than just fucking Winnie the Pooh and Mickey Mouse. Not that you know I don't love those characters. I mean, you know. Well, and I don't know if, how it is in his other films, but uh, like when it's actually like the adult situation is on screen in this film. A lot of times, like they'll if it's violent or sexual. They'll show like a shadow, or they'll go into like some sort of weird, you know, like trippy uh, hallucination, you know, like when he's he's thinking about the girl and you know she's they're naked and his body kind of <laughs> turns into a snake, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just kind of you know like yeah. wraps around him like a barber pole, basically goes <laughs> around her, yeah. and <laughs> licking the nipples and the nipples keep showing up and <laughs> going by. Yeah, the guy just a master perspective. <laughs> yeah. And the framing, like, there's so many shots in this film that, you know, I was thinking, like, just that shot alone is a work of art. You know, I mean, it's it's (laughs) something you want to hang on your wall because it's just (laughs) brilliant. Everything he does is a little masterpiece. A little masterpiece. All put together. Yeah, it felt like a lot of, uh, 
it felt like a lot of like little short kind of you know short ideas all strung together and that's the other thing I guess uh, there's no dialogue in this movie the entire thing is all sound design I mean there's music there's there's laughing yeah there's disgruntled noise there's like hmm yeah, yeah. Blah 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 blah. Even though it can be really characteristic, but still, <laughs> I've always liked that about animation. Yeah, it's almost part of the humor. <laughs> but yeah, it's amazing how he can, how well he can tell a story without needing. Does he ever use dialogue? Or his other movies do have dialogue, but it's weird that I always felt his pacing of his earlier movies were a little weak because of his dialogue, and this one, to me, just seems a little bit more, uh, just more, uh, I don't want to say mainstream, but it just does. It feels more mainstream than most of his other work. Most of his other work are really far-out ideas that just, you know, he's got one called... uh it's called like mutants and aliens, and that's about it's a feature. Yeah, yeah, and that's about all the uh, animals we've sent into space for explore <laughs> exploration and testing. Well, yeah, they got mutated and they come back down to Earth and start you know messing things up and yeah. you know it's really fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised though you'd say that this one is like mainstream. I guess I got to. I'm see just saying more. Other, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying more <laughs> mainstream than his other stuff. Yeah. Right. Because that was, I guess, you know, I mean, I enjoyed the, uh, like, the art style of it, and, and I enjoyed the theme, you know, that was going on, but it did, you know, I don't know if it was just, you know, because it was silent, it really did start feeling, like, long. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that's just, you know, I don't know, well, my perspective. I guess, like, it's it seemed, yeah, I guess it, it felt like if it was shorter, it would have kept my attention better. It was kind of like I got to wander a bit in there. Each character, it feels like like the the main guy. He starts out, you know, a real son of a bitch, and he kind of through the wings. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he starts to, you know, like he wants to spy on naked sunbathers, but the wings won't let him. <laughs> he steals a purse from a lady. You know, he's like he's using the wings for evil, mm. and it kind of you know that transformation to good. It, well, it just see it struck me as this is like the counterpoint to uh, Joe Hill's horns. Uh, Joe Hill's the son, Stephen King's son, novelist. Oh, he's got a book about a guy who sprouts horns, and how that transforms. Yeah. I think they made a movie. Daniel Radcliffe's in it, so you'll be seeing Weird. that too. But that's uh. kind of like this is the guy who grows wings. That's the guy who grows <laughs> horns. And does it make him evil? Yeah, with the horns. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's a different. No. But like a lot of the themes in this film is dealing with like greed. Um, like the worst of human, you know, behavior. It's there's a lot of greed. There's you know lust. sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. There's or lust. There's violence for sure. There's envy. There's all sorts of stuff in there. It's really really interesting. And like the bartender, who he seems like an okay guy when it starts out. You know, like even when he he catches the main character basically humping his wife on the floor of the bar. He's like, he wants him to shake, you know, and be friends and make up. But when the wings come in, when there's this opportunity, he wants to use it for evil instead mm-hmm. of good. Yeah, as long as he's making right. money from the guy, he doesn't care what he does if he disrespects his wife or... Yeah, that's kind yeah. of thing. There's like, yeah. I mean, everybody in the movie is kind of like, you know, out looking specifically out for their own mm-hmm. <laughs> you know their own self-interest for yeah. sure and like how can we capitalize on there's like that uh, weird fat woman that sits in the corner playing cards that she was gonna lift yeah. that guy's wallet yeah yep 
<laughs> and even the victimized guy, there's a guy who comes into the bar where uh, the our main character hangs out. Well, all the main characters, I guess, are hanging out. And this guy comes in, the guy who was going to play the uh, crossword puzzle. Mm -hmm. He's got, like, the 18 pens or whatever. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, our hero, you know, basically gets him kicked out of the bar, you know. <laughs> <laughs> discourages him so much that he leaves the bar. And that guy comes back later and like <laughs> robs the place. It's like everybody's corrupted by yeah. you know. Uh, I don't know. Coming uh, was that supposed to be like a surprise that it was that guy coming back? I think so. Yeah, because he, he, he was buying the was guns, like, oh. right? And yeah, and the only way yeah. he knew about the guns is because he accidentally like uh, knocked over the yeah, briefcase yeah, yeah. and yeah, you know, he did that. <gasps> you know that it's take like, and guns. They didn't let the audience know. Yeah, we just spoiled it, but whatever. Spoiler alert! Go, uh, yeah, this is almost like a spoiler show. <laughs> we should just call it the Spoiler Night Free <laughs> Show. Spoiler! Don't watch. We'll. <laughs> you haven't seen this movie. We will tell you what happens in it. Yeah. Sit back, so, listener. Tom, <laughs> Tom, what'd you think of the movie? Tom's been very quiet. That's usually be a another bad one sign. of those. That's a bad <laughs> sign. Be another one of those. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't like the movie. Can you, speak, um, can you say that into the microphone, sir? I, I, I personally do not like Bill Plimpton's art style. Whoa. Yeah. Ouch. I, uh, I never have, and, I mean, this movie didn't really change. I don't like that, like... Sketchy? Uh, yeah, I don't like Is that. that hand-drawn? Yeah, I don't That's like crazy. that at all. I, I never have, even back in the MTV days. Like, this is just weird abstractness about it. And, um, okay, so, like, there's that. So that's, like, a huge part of this movie, obviously. Um, now, now bear in mind, I did watch this movie 100%, okay? <laughs> His phone was confiscated. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, no I mean, th this <laughs> is, uh, yeah, there's no, play there's no playoffs going on, yep. so, so I, I, I did give this movie 100% chance, watch it all. Um, so there's that, I mean, the, the, the story, okay, so there's no dialogue, which, I don't know, I mean, I, whatever. Um, but the characters, right, they're just like, they're just terrible human beings. They're just, it's just despicableness. Yeah. Like, the, there's no redemption in any of them. Well... I don't, he, the main character doesn't redeem himself. In sure. my eyes, he didn't redeem himself. Not even at the end. He's still uh, a worthless piece of shit. What? Yeah. Yeah. What it was about? It was only the wings that made him what he was. It pushed him to what he, you know, it pushed him to see that if he did good, people would show respect and, re, you know. Yeah. Well, I kind of got that, too, I guess, because they were, once, once they had shown him, because he was so, you know, morally reprehensible, that that's why he got the wings, I'm assuming. And at the end, they were done. Like they, it was like job completed, and they were able. The wings right, left him. Right. You know, like yeah, he spends the whole movie trying to get rid of him, and at the end, I mean, at the end, he's they he's, take off he, of he's redeemed because he doesn't become like a like you know it doesn't show him become like oh you've redeemed every bad quality about you, but it shows that he's able to care for one other person, which is that lady. Where at first. You know, he hopped on her back and rode her like a <laughs> rode her like a horse. Like I mean, he yeah. was he was only sexual towards her until he saw the husband being a little, like more abusive and rough. And you know, as he cared for her, you know, he yeah. you know so that, that yeah, one scene was greater. That shot where uh, I think it was after the robbery, 
in like his briefcase, and the girl land on the floor, the floor, and you see his face. He's like, <gasps> he runs over and grabs the briefcase, hugs <laughs> it to his chest, and he's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, he, he, he's just a piece of shit, you know. And um, but you just like, fucking hate him, and you fucking hate everybody. But you go from that to like he actually sacrifices himself, you know. He dies and has to be reborn for this woman, for this love of his life, which is incredible. That transformation, I mean, that's a full character arc. The dude dies, comes back to life just to, like, be reborn as this new person. Well, and, uh, like, I mean, basically save the whole damn town from the, the mad bomber that the bartender becomes when they when they steal his wings, steal it, you know, with his nerve endings and spinal cord and... Yeah. It's still just, like, a morally, like, I mean, just, like, the whole world is just, like, fucking well, it's even terrible. drawn that way to, I mean, because it, I was yeah, it's, that, like, it's, it's, it's drawn that way, like, like yeah, you know, there's really never, like, a sunny yeah. day, it's just, like, all yeah. dark. It's a you know, like, look at You life. see, yeah, like, sure. cars, and every, every time, like, well, you know, like, car, when shooting out smoke out the back, I mean, it's black, and it's it's just... A bleak world, you know. I mean, you, you yeah. saw like there, there, how many bars there were. Yeah. You know, it's it's just it's painted as a bleak world. Now, so here here's where I want to go. Here here's where I I realized something. All right. Here here's my epiphany. All right. So I didn't like the movie. Didn't like the movie at all. We're aware. Um, <laughs> but it create. For one, I didn't like the animation style. That's something that I can clearly talk about. That. That is that is art, okay. Mm-hmm. And that, you're right. That was art. <laughs> right. So that's art. So you're and saying it's very with, subjective. With with, with animation, the, it, it's super subjective. So like, I don't like his art style. I also don't like the guy who drew Aeon Flux. Right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so like, I really, really hate Aeon Flux. Oh my God. Travis. Oh my God. Philip Clinton and Peter Chong are like the two most like influential animators of my life. Travis uh, oh. taking direct hits to the. I'm gonna hold on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, Tom. Go ahead. Yeah. <coughs> but as I was saying, art is very subjective. Like you know, like like some people don't like impressionist art. Some people don't like you know, like right. You know, I mean, it's super subjective. You know. So I like certain styles of animation. Some I don't like. Some like I kind of don't like, but I can deal with. And some I just flat out hate. And they actually influence whether or not I'm gonna like the movie. David, the Bill Plimpton and David Peter Peter Chung Peter Chung are the two that's like just like ah ah like nails on chalkboard type stuff. That's crazy. Wow. But. Wow. So the other so art being mm. subjective aside. Yep. Okay. The other fact is it's just this like grim black terrible world. It just it just fills you with like this just sense of just like you know like just like this the, just you know, hopelessness gr- hopelessness no. and grayness and just yeah. like uh, depress you. So yeah. how, okay so how how did you feel when the wife turned the television station to the fun music and was trying to dance and have a happy lifestyle? Well, I mean it's just like this like sh- it's like this like tiny shimmer of hope in the, like this world of blackness, you know. But the whole movie's so black even the end doesn't redeem all the blackness before it. Okay. Now, now where I'm gonna where I'm going with this is where I'm going with this is 
I hate hate eighties <laughs> place. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What? The original oh, ten- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> what yeah, what's going on here? Yeah, you're, this is a roller coaster. You gotta tell me what. You gotta. You can't fucking kill me here. This, this, this is where. This you gotta just say, yeah, you gotta get to your point. I don't know what Texas Chainsaw Massacre has to do with anything. I don't know what that brilliant goddamn masterpiece of cinema has to do with anything. This is where it goes. I hate Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The reason I hate Texas Chainsaw Massacre is because it fills me with just like, it is just like sheer terror and like awfulness and just like, just the the movie, watching that movie, it makes you feel dirty. It is like, it's just a vile pit of awfulness. That's the point of it. Yeah, thank you. And I, so when I, when I got done, when I when we watched it with Kyle, when we got done, I'm like, I fucking hated that movie because it filled me with that. But the truth is, is on the other hand, like the director said, he he accomplished exactly what he wanted. He made me feel like just just terribleness, awfulness, disgust. He made me feel like I gotta take a shower now because this movie's so fucking vile. But the wing, the wings didn't give you any hope at all. The fact that he learned to care for another person that did, and he was willing to, he was willing to take a bullet for another person. Where at the beginning of the movie, he wasn't willing to do anything for anybody. That didn't, that didn't like give you something of a character change in anybody. I mean. I mean, I get it. It changed him, but like the rest of the world is still just this. Oh, like, but isn't fucking that terrible? You know, fucking, the first step that you're supposed to change your outlook, and then hopefully, this awful, you know, just pit of just wasn't that what Fight Club was about? Well, yeah, because it's kind of. I mean, I see where you're going because you're saying that that the, if the world is a horrible place, it's because it's basically he. It's his. It's primarily his uh, world. Right, that we're living in. It's the main character's world. And if he changes that, then the sequel will be all sun and, yeah. and flowers. <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, I'm just saying, watching the movie makes you feel this just yeah. whole sense of like... Let me just ask like you a question. Then. I got it for you know. a carryover from last week, then. Did, did that also kind of play into your dislike of City of Lost Children? I think, I think, I think, yeah, I think so. I think oh. movies that are I'm, just... I'm surprised it, about Fight Club, then. Yeah, you. It just pick, feels right? like this, like like this claustrophobic <laughs> atmosphere that's just really kind of bleak and. Uh, hmm. But uh, Fight Club. Yeah. Well. Okay. So so Fight Club. Because <laughs> yeah, Fight Club even has a bleak ending. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this had a positive yeah, ending. You know, Fight Club had a similar ending, right? Where I don't want to talk about Fight Club again. <laughs> <laughs> no, my God, sorry. But he had the, you know, it was learning to, you know, it's like if you can love one other person. Who wasn't himself, you know? Which yeah, if he wasn't, if he was concerned with anything right. else, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching this film, uh, Idiots and Angels. Is, yep. Yeah, Idiots and Angels. And there's there's this uh, kind of I want to I, I I would call it a parallel between the main character learning that he has his wings and trying to fly. Well, there's this little parallel thing with uh, like a baby bird trying to fly. So the mama bird pushes it out of the nest, and as it's falling, uh, the, our main character, he starts, you know, he jumps off the roof of the house, and he's trying to fly. And they're both kind of dropping at the same time, and the baby bird hits the ground and bounces. And he's like, oh, shit, because, you know, like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. basically what he thinks is going to happen to him. Well, he 
starts to fly like inches before he hits the ground and takes off into the sky and everything. Well, later on, you come back and you see like this little like indentation where the baby bird hit and it's gone and there's this fat cat there licking its lips like you know it just ate the baby bird yeah see uh, uh, another uh, example of well, fucking just like <laughs> that's, car- just that's, that's cartoon humor here's, here's my point though like I was watching that thinking like well that's real life in the real world I think that this film is more accurate to the real world at some moments <laughs> wow. it's like <laughs> that's the way I view like, the world as far as like the theme or whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean I'm not Jaded, but I'm also not, you know. See, on the other hand, I'm like I'm 100 percent like I believe that the world, like there's good in the world, and I, well, I, you know, I don't see the. I believe there's good in the world too, but like I believe that more often, like nine times out of ten, that baby bird, if it hits the ground, it's gonna get eaten up by a bigger animal. Yeah, I believe. You know? I believe like the opposite. What if there's there can't be good without evil? So the very mention of good means there has to be the exact. I mean, that means if there's Mother Teresa, that means there's freaking Aleister Crowley. I mean, that's the world. There is evil out there. There's people that want to do nothing more than oh, no, I know they're out enslave you. I know they're out there. I just choose to just fucking ignore it. Oh, I get it. I see. The ostrich syndrome. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I just choose to just... Rose-tinted glasses. <laughs> yeah. See, I like the bleak. I like the... Because that is the reality. If you don't face that... Then really, I mean, you're living in a non-reality. I think. Well, yeah, yeah. kind of boot camp for the. I mean, that's me too. I mean, I go through, you know, the. I'm, I'm drawn to the darker side. Of <laughs> and I'm not saying like I like. Side. I like to indulge in it. No, I mean maybe my form of entertainment is darker, but I acknowledge and completely understand the fact that like that is a reality. You know, that darker side of life is out there. I fully indulge in the dark arts. Yeah, but see, that's, that's why I like, like you know, like uh, you know, daily life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, entertainment, I go. That's why I don't like horror movies. Oh, I mean, like, this is I mean, a depressing, well, I mean, we a depressing podcast. <laughs> and the history of horror. We like sat. Tom had never seen a single horror movie, so for like a year, I think I sat him down and showed him all of the classics in the genre. And so I like. The reason I avoided horror movies in the, in the past was because, like, I thought they'd give me nightmares, and I just was scared of them, right? Just scared. So, it was a ignorance. So I sat down, and we did the history of horror. Not ignorance, just naive. And so we watched all, the, all this history of horror movie, like a pretty much summary of the genre. And at the end, I, like, figured out, I'm like, okay, so I don't like horror movies. Like, most of those movies, I can say, there were a few that I actually did like and enjoy, but most of them I did not like. But the, I figured out the reason why I didn't like, like them. Because horror movies, like, you know, they fill you with this, like, they want to make you scared, right? I don't like feeling scared. I don't like feeling this, like, jumping and, like, this tension and this, like, <laughs> I don't like that feeling. All right, let me ask you this. Do you like roller coasters? Not really. Okay. Fair enough. So I, I, I don't like that, that feeling that, that horror movies give you, and then, like, how the end's usually, like, a like a bad ending, you know? Like, the mm. main character ends up dying. Those are the best. Some of the fucking terrible <laughs> fucking... You know, it's like this, like, fucking awfulness, right? Mm. So I don't like... I, I just don't like that. That's why, like... 
like when it comes to movies, I tend to gravitate toward like action movies and adventure movies where it's like it fills you with that like sense of adrenaline, like dude, shit's blowing but up. But the character's in no but danger she, though. She, yes. Your character's just like untouchable, yeah. like that's yeah, just, see, that's uh, awesome to me. And like, I wonder why we have mass shootings in school. And there's eyes <laughs> and there's, it's a wish fulfillment. Then. It's kind of like it's a wish uh, fulfillment. Yeah, but I mean that's why those. But that's why I like ho- horror movies are a reality. Wish fulfillment society. Most yeah. likely you're not going to be like, yeah. you yeah. know, saving the day. Most it's likely you're going to like try to do yeah. something and die. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's why I that gravitate toward like action adventure because it fills me with these like senses of fucking. Yeah, fucking Tom Cruise is blowing shit up. <laughs> yeah. I feel I actually, I'm a little jealous because maybe you're actually getting more out of watching a movie than I am. You know, like, cause I, like, I see them as a form of entertainment, but I, they never, like, leave me. Feel, like, when it's over, it's over. You know, and I'm like, that was good or that was bad, but, like, I'm done with it until the next time I watch it. For, like, that hour and a half or two hours, I'm, like, on that ride, but once that ride's over, it's like, it's gone, you know? I mean... Except for like Back to the Future, that's like a way of life. But <laughs> but like, like other than that, going like, into like I, collecting and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's certain movies that'll stay with me, and you know that I'll either rewatch or you know, I mean, you get the poster or you get you know, there's something more that it had like some kind of sure. connection. So yeah. you've got mementos of it or something. Yeah, man. Yeah. I guess it's the movies. You know, when I watch a movie, it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to fill you with a sense of... And you're saying that that stays with you after the film. Yeah, and it just, like, lingers. So if it's, like, a bad, icky feeling... That movie had hope in it. I don't like fucking feeling (laughs) icky. That movie had hope. But that's the thing. By the end of it, it's supposed to be... That movie, yeah, the end of it filled me with warmth as those wings flew out the Uh, I mean, it was just the, the... It was just so just... Just it was so dirty that the ending didn't clean me off enough. That teardrop grew a it, flower and the root went down to his heart. Oh, his and, fucking heart. Oh, that was it was awesome poetic. Picture. It was like... <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, okay. You're, uh, the, okay, so the one good thing, I, I I was interested in the way he did like these weird... These cool shots of like... He would like... You know, it would like... He would follow something to its completion. You know, like you'd pour liquor into a bottle, it would show the, the yeah. liquor going into the glass. Yeah. And it would show the liquor going. I mean, just oh, like uh-huh. this, yeah. these yeah. weird yeah. shots yeah, 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 of that. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Yeah. That's, that's a, you said a good thing about the movie. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> fucking animation style is awesome. I'm not dissing the animation style. Oh. It's just. I don't like it. Well, it's, right. it's it's a it's me. I'm not saying like the audience out there. You gotta watch it. It's for yourself. It's just purely. Yeah, well, well, I like think it. that's the thing. I think I know. I think I think you're probably onto something there because I mean I know that the movie came out and I looked it up. It came out in 2008. It had a premiere, and he couldn't get distribution until 2011. I think it's because it's so unconventional. The th- the the thing that's that Bill Plimpton has going for him is when you're watching a Bill Plimpton movie, I mean, he wrote it, he directed it, he animated it. I mean, like, that is a... You've got a window into that guy's soul. It is one artist's statement. And it's the closest you can get to, like, the cinematic equivalent of, like, a book or a painting or something like that, right? Right. But the flip side of that is is that it's going to be 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to be something that either jives with you or doesn't. Yeah. It's a very specific kind of, uh, you know, of, of intention and in, in, in thing there. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. That's what kind of makes it difficult to, you know, I guess to say, like, whether, you know... Everybody should go check it out. I mean, I yeah, think it's you're just like if you like a, if you like case. adult animation yeah. or you like old Looney Tunes from yeah. the forty. I mean, just I think you would. Yeah, then you would. Be yeah, yeah. If you, you know. And it's kind of the same thing as looking at like a Van Gogh. You know, the four of us could all have a different opinion right. of yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. You know, it's a painting more or less. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you you like it, sometimes you don't. I mean, it's all yeah. purely subjective. I mean, everybody's got a specific. The animation style. Like some people like anime, and some people fucking can't oh, stand it. Yeah, some people hate anime. I always hate when I hear people say they don't like the anime style. It drives me crazy. I don't think it's. I but there's so many there's different types of anime yeah, style too. See, you know? I don't even. I don't see the different types of anime style. I really don't. I see the big eyes. I see the. It is even like a known thing in 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 anime in the art style. That all the character comes from the hair design. It's not the face. It's not the eyes, the ear, blah blah blah. It's the hairstyle. That's why it's pink, blue, blonde. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, like, like yeah. take for example, yeah. you know, like for like different animes, like I mean, like you got the DBZ style anime. Well, that 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 artist, he does a lot of stuff. I forget his name. Yeah, did Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, uh, okay, know. so you, you know that style of anime, right? Right. And it's like some people, you know, it's like. You know, that's kind of... I mean, there's just, like... Within the anime style, there's different styles. And, like, I like some, and some I don't like. Yeah. You know, some are more, like... You know, like, I kind of like the, like, you know, like, the ones that have, like, the blue hair and the big eyes. And some, they, some don't do that. Some do, like, the smaller eyes and the, you know, kind of more of a natural Japanese look and, and... um, some use like different shadings of backgrounds, and some use more CG computer animation in them, and then those kind of like. Are they, I, I love it when they go into like a fight scene, and the backgrounds change. It's like almost like a zoom thing, you know. Yeah, it's all like yeah, that. It's adding uh, adding ooh. action without. But have you seen Big Trouble in Little China? Oh yeah. Because they do that, like when the, those guys like leap at each other through the air, <laughs> you know, and they're right. having sword fights in the air. The backgrounds are all going. Whoosh, Right. <laughs> yeah. like got that with like neon lights or whatever. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. That's that's how you make So I mean animation's totally subjective. I mean like you know, there's different types of Disney animation, you know. Um Yep. Now all we asked was that you kept an open mind and watched the whole thing. You did that. I feel I was just I came to the realization I was telling these guys at dinner that I have liked every single film we've watched so far. Now, is that good or bad? I don't know. Am I, you know? You're just a pushover. I, yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm watching movie. I'm happy. Apparently, I'm the fucking sourpuss of the group. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> as long as you can back it up. I just think you like maybe some more mainstream movies that well, we're dishing out. He would, I think, you know, just what he said tonight, it's like you, you're looking for just something that's more up, uplifting. Like, because, I mean, like, everything that we've been picking is oh, great. Well, aside a, from Back to the Future. Right. And yeah. Tintin, right? Yeah. Cannibal the Musical is very uplifting. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean... Let's build a snowman. We can make him our best friend. <laughs> I, was talking, I was talking with uh, Brent the other day, and I'm like, you know, I, I, didn't like, I didn't like Cannibal the Musical, but you know what? The music in Cannibal the Musical 
is pretty goddamn good. He's coming around, folks. <laughs> like, you should yeah. like re-edit that onto the end of of <laughs> yeah. that podcast. Uh, like, the, like the music, man, it sticks with you. It's they, they got some good songs. <laughs> I, I should, I should. I it's should it's a long road, but eventually, Tom likes everything. <laughs> yeah, you have to think about it. Yeah. It's a very just Don't really like the. I like. I could just watch, listen to the music, and then be good. Just not have to watch the movie. Just listen to the music. It's almost all music. It's a musical. I know, <laughs> right? That's all you need. Just listen to the music. <laughs> In two weeks, Tom will be like, I really like that, <laughs> the animation style. <laughs> yeah, you and know, the more I think about it, <laughs> his transitions are pretty amazing. His transitions. You know how he came up with yeah. the transitions? No. It's kind of funny. You can see it in his art style, like when he first started animating, and the big change was when he... Uh, the first time he took LSD, you can see like the change in his drawings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Like, yeah, it's it's so weird how. Well, that just that opening sequence. I mean, like the guy's in bed. I can't remember how he gets to the shower, but then like the water from the shower, like somehow it ends up becoming like the, tube like the of sink toothpaste. Yeah, the water in the sink. Then it's like a yeah, water that's what in I was a cup, and it's so yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just kind of like a kaleidoscope of like you know. Yeah, and that's like his really. That's his unbroken his signature. signature. Yeah. yeah, his signature. So he can just do that for like days. <laughs> like have this turn into that, turn into this, turn into that. Well, yeah, you see it in the face short. Yeah, in your face or your face. Like, yeah, that changed. was just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his face can turn into. Many faces or whatever. Or mouth move well, I just can't even imagine. I mean, like, we'll have to look up at some point and find out how long it He's takes to actually do these things. Because, you know, I mean, I've done some animation myself, and, like, the amount of time to pull off a feature, if you're drawing, you know, like all those, yeah. uh, you know, uh, cells or whatever, you know, images yourself, I can't imagine how long it would take to actually do that. Well, yeah, like, what is it, 16? Probably take four years or something like that. Four if each cell or, you know, page, whatever, what have you, is 16 of those make up a second. And you're talking about, what was this movie, 78? 78 minutes. Yeah. I mean, there's That's some, like there's, you know, because I guess that, in part of it, maybe this is where my mind was wandering at some points, was just looking at the the technical aspect of, like, you know, where was he cutting corners and how was he doing it so you could get, you know the maximum amount of screen time out of the minimum amount of drawings. I mean, like, a lot of times there's live, you know, there's new drawings, like, every yeah. every frame. Yeah. Uh, there's some times where he changes just part of, you know... But, I mean, that's animation tactics, I guess. That's how you do it. You like, know? loop of, like... But he's yeah. still hand-drawing, yeah, yeah. because that's why oh, yeah, the no, 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 sketches yeah. change, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that way you can keep, like, you know, say the guy's hand is doing something... You just animate the hand, and the drawing of the guy, you know, stays the same for you know a number of seconds. Right. But the hand where is he, where so he's cutting corners mm-hmm. is if you notice most of the backgrounds were just like yeah. in the bar. Well, that's usually what all. But that, yeah, that's, that's what all, all cartoons yeah. animate. The backgrounds mm-hmm. always painted, and the characters are put over as layers. But then at times it was interesting, like how mm-hmm. he would like grow the environments that they were in. Like, I know specifically in the bathroom, there's a scene where he's going to chop off his wings, you know, with the chainsaw. And, like, you see this bathroom at different times throughout the film, but this time, like, it was huge, you know. It was like like you were in, like, a not a cathedral, but you were you were in yeah, a, a yeah. larger room than the, yeah, what well the, the bathroom was. Yeah, the bar kept really on was. doing that. The bar so did it, like too. It could never 
nail down how big that bar was. Yeah. Yeah, it was just you know? crazy perspective. Yeah. It's very, very cool. I thought I had something else to go with that, but now I guess so do we want to uh, <laughs> give, give our definitely a wrap up on it? Yeah, I guess so. Kind of wrap up on uh, where anything else. Travis, Travis's movie. So, uh, so Tom, what do you think? Uh, what is it? A yay or nay recommendation or not on Idiots and Angels? Uh, for me, I'm gonna say nay. But I mean, it's 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 animation. It's art. It's purely subjective. So. You know, get on YouTube, look up Bill Plimpton. If Don't get on YouTube. Either buy or, it or I mean, go to Netflix. or It is streaming on Netflix right now. I mean, <laughs> if, if you like Bill Plimpton's art style, if that's something that you dig, then check it out. But, I mean, that's... I guess it would almost kind of be my recommendation, too. I'd recommend the movie, but I think it would be with a caveat of, like, you know, if you are an adventurous... Not adventurous. If you like... If you're into animation or you're into... Adventurous filmmaking, you know. I mean, this is it, then you should check this out. But all others may want to beware. Yeah, but did you like the movie? Yeah, no, I did. Yeah. See, I, I would have to say if if you're a moviegoer out there, and that's probably why you're listening to this, I would definitely put this on your list because this is an amazing way to tell a story about the you know not really good versus evil, but just kind of delving into the idea of uh, kind of like Tom said that, you know it's a seedier side of life but it's really examining that and like it's going into this human behavior and like to me it was there's a lot of truths in there I think that the main character was redeemed at the end which I thought was brilliant a lot of this movie is like a masterpiece I I'm going to go as far as to say that this film is a masterpiece. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I, will, I would definitely recommend it. To, if you like movies, if you have eyeballs, see this movie. <laughs> yeah. I can't make a better recommendation than that. <laughs> if you have eyeballs, taste this movie. I, I, the only reason I say that is because like, I went into it not knowing anything about Bill Plimpton. Like, I had seen a couple screenshots of the film, and that's it. So... Like, again, I was pleasantly surprised by this, you know. I mean, I think the greatest thing about these Saturday Night Freak shows is, like, it's opening my eyes to a, a wider selection of films. And so far, I've liked them all. Maybe I'm just a pushover. <laughs> I mean, this just means that the, uh, the the rest of us have good taste. That's right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, you know. I mean, <laughs> we're not watching random movies. We're watching what, like, everybody brings to the table. And it's something that, you know, you obviously thought was good enough to show us. So I liked it. Yeah, that's why I chose it. And I would definitely say see it just because, like you say, it's something that, you know, you see the same movie, you know, and ten times a year under different names. You see, <clears throat> you know, animation is so rare that if it's not coming from Studio Ghibli, it's just like a child story or... You know, not that it's bad, but still, you know, you you just don't get good adult animation, American adult anime. You know, what do you got? Heavy metal, some Ralph Bakshi stuff. You know, that HBO Spawn. Oh God, don't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> don't watch that. I but, like season two. Oh my goodness. But so yeah, you know, 
they just there's nothing for adult animation and even as huh. a little 13 year old I remember it's like the thing about Japanese animation is when I first heard an anime say shit and damn and get into crazy fights and tear the boobs off of monsters yeah, I was boobs. like this is for me <laughs> this is you know I've always liked Bugs Bunny Winnie the Pooh but you know, everybody grows up. <laughs> you ever seen, like, uh, Fritz the Cat? And, uh, what was it? Um, I never saw Fritz the Cat, no. Because I want to say, like, I had a similar thing where it was like I was looking for specifically, like, adult animation. I knew that heavy metal was out there, and I knew that, you know, it had a reputation. But you couldn't find it. Like, for all of my, you know, youth, it was like, I don't know, embargoed or something because of music rights. <laughs> So then I found Ralph Bakshi, and then it was like Fritz the Cat, and there was Street Fight, I think, and then... I Did say, hey, they're good looking. Yeah, and uh, American Pop and uh, Fire and Ice. And those were like the ones that were like, you know, what in the hell am I looking at? Because I don't think, it, you know, I don't know who else there would have been, at least in my childhood. Do you guys? And, yeah, I don't know who did Rock and Roll. Do you guys ever watch yeah. Adult Swim? Anything on there? Super Jail, Metalocalypse. A little bit of it. You know, I like Metalocalypse, uh, but I think the comedy style there I is a little too. I say the best animation that is currently out right now is Archer. So yeah, that's Tom, probably true. Like, I really Frisky like Dingo, Archer. Metalocalypse, I think, is by the Archer people too. No, Frisky no. Dingo or Frisky no? Frisky Dingo. No, sorry. Sure. Metalocalypse. That's by uh, that's by uh, uh, Brad something or something like that. He did home movies. Oh really? Yeah, he did home okay. movies, and then yeah, yeah he, he not, not, oh that's just the he did Metalocalypse and they run in the same circles then because I'm sure they, they all do they got Lex's yeah, name yeah, from do. home movies and Archer, John Benjamin yeah, yeah. John Benjamin if if you like Archer you guys see Frisky Dingo his superhero <laughs> version of it I am so mad it's like Archer is awesome but I could have used at least one more season of Frisky Dingo oh uh, but but you, you forgot about C Lab 2021. Sea Lab 2021. That's good. Oh, I was never a big fan of it. Sea Lab 2021 was before Frisky Dingo. Because the, the creator of Archer started with Sea Lab 2021, then he did Frisky Dingo, then he did Archer. Like, okay. solely, like, it's just, that's him. That's his route. Sea Lab 2021 is, I think, that's the longest running so far. So I wonder why he moved over to FX. You know, got away from Adult Swim and moved You know, FX has turned into two networks now. They're having Who is FX it? and F Double X. It's only a matter of time till we yeah. get Triple X. So, like, That's FX is going like F Double X is going to be like the comedy stuff. So, like, Archer, <laughs> Always Sunny is going there, and FX is going to be where their dramas like Sons of Anarchy and stuff like that. Well, let me wrap up my recommendation. I just want to make sure to point out that if you do seek out this movie, do it by legal means, because this guy's an independent artist. He's not some fat cat, whoever the hell, that you guys don't mind stealing from. You know, this guy... You know, you, if you buy one of his DVDs, you are a producer of his films. You are directly contributing to him. That's why it probably, you know, it took him so long, probably because that's when he started his own distribution. Now you just go to plimptoons.com and... You know, he's got whatever you need there, and he'll do, you know, freaking autographs and characters of yourself, if the yeah. price is right, I'm sure. Okay, fellow freaks out there, uh, at this point in the podcast, we took a little break. Some of us had to use the restroom, um, and then we just had to regroup for uh, 
the exciting second part of this podcast, which we really delve into uh, a lot of, you know, basically the history of cartoon, adult animation, um, where it came from, where it is now, and uh, it's really exciting, but uh, I want to mention real quick, while I have this chance with you, this is Brent, by the way, that we uh, we are available for questions. You can email us at SaturdayNightFreakShow at Yahoo.com. We're always willing to uh, read some emails. And, you know, maybe we'll, we'll answer some questions right here at the Freak Show if you have interesting questions for us. Also, you can, we can, you can follow us on Twitter at, at SatFreakShow. We're available there for questions, comments, following, trending, whatever. But, anywho, um, without further ado, on with the show. Hope you like it. Which is awesome. awesome. Home, wait, Home Movies is what, a Home show? Movie, Home Movies movie? was a show that uh, it had the voice... You know, we're talking... It's, it's, like, it's like, okay, like Archer, Archer, Frisky Dingo, Bob's Burgers. It's all that one guy. John H. Benjamin. Thank yeah. you. And he was uh, he was the coach on this home movie. That's kind of like where he McGur- came from. McGurr? <laughs> coach McGurr? I think you would like home movies just because it's like the animation isn't really important, but it's about like it's about it's like about a ju- bunch of kids, kids like making junior movies. high that make movies with you know just funny little movies. And Brendan Small, uh, I'm pretty sure he voiced Brendan in the show. He did. So yeah, so that guy goes on to make Metalocalypse, which is about a bunch of yeah, death metal guys right, that. Yeah. Somehow their music makes them a superpower. They make so much money from their death metal that they somehow become a new uh, superpower, and all the uh, all the factions of the governments of all over the world are like interested in what what Death Clock will do. Their their concerts make and break economies and like. <laughs> but what's interesting is they're almost like they're pretty much like the new monkeys, whereas he. You know, he Brendan Small wrote all the music. He had studio uh, performers, but he did all the singing. And then they started touring, and I mean, I saw them live, and I mean, they're made, they got at least two or three albums out now. And with the guys who go out on tour, do they? I saw like, Brendan Small. It, no, no, but you do see a big screen the whole time doing the concert oh, okay. as the characters the whole time <laughs> when like the lips are synced up oh, yeah? with the song. Oh, it's really cool. It was because it's like you want to, you know. Usually you look at the band, but you know you want to watch the cartoon fucking Deathlock, fucking rocking out, just like the live music. You know, it was really interesting. It was really cool oh, just to see an animator's death metal show. You know, <laughs> the modern day monkeys. <laughs> well, I suppose that, go, that goes to say, like, I mean, when it comes to animation, adult animation specifically, Adult Swim is the place where you find it. I mean, that's where people are mo- made or and plot. break. Well, okay, so and I mean, because, like, <clears throat> they have... I mean, that's where, like, home movies came from. Sea uh, Lab 2021, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Squidbillies. Um, Squidbillies. Uh, Tom Goes to the Mayor. Yeah, it's really far out. I, I mean, they're, 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 they're all weird. Very... Well, I guess my question is... But, like, oh, it's, like, very, like... <clears throat> you either, Some of the stuff you either like, some stuff you don't like. I say I that mean, started Liquid Television. That was MTV. Yeah. MTV well, I remember Liquid yeah, Television. Liquid Getting okay, all those but, independent guys together just right. to do whatever they wanted. Beavis and Flathead came from Liquid yeah, Television. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's my question, then. So, I mean, most of the stuff that you're seeing through Adult Swim, then, is it independent animators 
I mean, again, Bill Plimpton's going to be like you know on a league of his own just because he does everything himself. But I, I mean, are they still like? You know, this one guy came up with, you know, Ren and Stimpy was one guy came up with but that, right? One guy like, came up with the on Flux, one but guy. But they're still kind of like little studio. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, whereas, like you said, Bill Plimpton's a leave his zone. That's like one man, a pencil, and a paper. Yeah. You know, with editors and sound, you know, he's got people it's, that help him. But, but you'd still everything else all these, is like, still, independent. Yeah, like, I don't think Peter Chung sat down and drew. I don't think uh, Mike Judge sat down and drew every frame. I mean, who knows? Maybe the first, like... You know the office space guy. Yeah, you might staple it. You know, yeah. maybe Mike Judge drew, drew all that stuff originally. I'm sure the Beavis and Butthead at the tr- Monster Truck Show and stuff like that. I'm sure he drew that stuff originally, but not yeah. when he came to like. Well, the I remember Eon Flux too. Didn't they have like? Weren't those only like three minutes long, and then they expanded it eventually into like half hour? Well, they were definitely like when I mean. They they did all the shorts in like kind of like one package for MTV that they kind of split up everywhere. You know, I th- I can't remember how many shorts it is in total. Maybe like six shorts, and one of the shorts and though yeah, those were all yeah about two three minutes long. One was a little longer, maybe up to six minutes. And then when it went to uh, when it went to the uh, the the show, you know, that he hired in extra writers and you know his, the the animation style definitely changed. You know, just because they went cheaper on it, they uh-huh. couldn't, you know, because unlike Tom, I think Peter, Ch- I think the AI Flux shorts is, I mean, just some of the most beautiful animation just ever, just ever, the weird angles, and it's like, I I'm going to bring those shorts here for a short, like, I swear. Uh, I point, I oh, please don't. Oh, yeah, please don't. Yeah, yeah, please don't. Please don't, man. I'm We're like, go take a shit. <laughs> be like, oh, man. Oh, God. Stomach's acting up. <laughs> those are just too brilliant to not, you know, spread at the Saturday Night Free Show. You know, that's what it's about. Art. Well, so shortly after Liquid Television, uh, I believe Adult Swim popped up. No, Toonami. Toonami? Toonami was first. So that's Toonami the anime? Was- Toonami was first because um, Toonami the CW thing. No, Toonami on uh, Cartoon, Cartoon Network. Network had Toonami from like three to five. Oh, and it, that was way before. Oh, that was the whole Dragon Ball. But yeah. I can remember like being pretty young and seeing the you know everybody out of the pool those promos for Adult Swim and then Adult Swim would come on at like you know seven or eight o'clock at night. And it was like it was right around that. It was right right around that same time as like Beavis and Butthead. I mean, I think Fox started the the adult anime. I mean, because with Simpsons, Simpsons, I mean, look at King of the Hill. Where I mean, most of these other things are adult just by content. King of the Hill was adult as it. It had you know, for decent serious story. It was a pretty serious. You could make that as a yeah. It could be a live action sitcom. Yeah, that's a really good show. Yeah. Yeah. I was really shocked that it didn't get, like, the reception that Beavis and Butthead got. It's a terrible show. No King of the Hill? King of the Hill was amazing. Whoa, yeah, King wait, of the Hill was not. great. Oh, I love that show. I don't know. I don't know. It's so frustrating. I don't know. You know, if you don't have something nice to say... Believe me, I have been a lot. I've been exposed to King of the Hill a lot, like a lot, like a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's man, the characters are so good. Yeah, I hate that shit. Oh my god! Like they they took Beavis and Butthead, which you know was a good idea, and 
but really, you know, more or less a morally irreprehensible show. And they just turned it into something, you know, like they, it almost feels like it's that same world, but they just made it something so brilliant, you know. I mean, yeah, King of the America, Hill. Like, yeah, you America want to talk about wholesome? You know, it's like when you do see something yeah. wholesome, you shun it. You shun wholesomeness. Peg, <laughs> look at bleakness. Peggy Hill, the Spanish teacher that doesn't know <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> Anytime you see her, she's like, "I'm Peggy Hill." She's so proud of herself, but she doesn't know shit. <laughs> like, possibly the worst or the most. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh. It's yeah. probably uh, self-promoting. <laughs> yeah, if I can't hear this. If you, if you can hear some that. kind of weird scratching noise, uh, that's <laughs> Tom grinding the microphone <laughs> into his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so what else? Okay, so... I so, mean, wait, no, okay, yeah. Sorry, Colin. I'm trying to figure out, like, the timeline. Okay, check this out. I got a timeline for you. Okay. okay. Check this out. Like, from Liquid Television to today... Give me the even, animation. Well, okay, like I said, animation. we got Fox animation, then we got Liquid animation. Then we had Saturday Night Nick. And that was like like the Rocco's Modern Life, Ren and Stimpy, uh, you know, and that, and Ah, Real Monsters. That's when cartoons started getting a little bit more bizarre, a little bit more mature, you know, even Rugrats. You what know, about like, Cat Dog? Where was Aqua Teen Hunger Force? That's Adult Swim. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's Adult Swim. So that's yet to show up on this timeline. Right. Yeah, because then, well, I mean, because pretty much, didn't South Park start on Adult Swim? No. South Park no, was South always Park Comedy Central. It was always is on Comedy Central. Uh, yeah. Isn't that what Adult Swim's on? No, it's on uh, Cartoon it's on Network. Cartoon oh. Huh. So, okay, so around this time that we've got uh, Saturday Night Nick. And then <laughs> after that comes... After that, there's like a huge stretch of nothing until probably South Park and Family Guy so like, and like, you know, this all just spread out. Well, how how long after uh, Simpsons was South Park? Was that... Well, a long time. Was yeah. it? Simpsons been on for like... 20 like years. years. Is it 20 years now? Yeah. Yeah, there oh, it is. yeah if they haven't surpassed it. No, well, it's just past 20 years. Yeah. They had their 20th... Was the movie 20 years? They had their 20th year, like, a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. when, did, when did South Park start? Cause I want to say it was more than... 15 seasons? Yeah. Well, so, like, five years after. That's not... No, because no, Simpsons no. is past 20. Yeah, Simpsons... It's, I mean, Simpsons, when, when I was a kid, Simpsons was... Well, like, yeah, Simpsons <laughs> started on Tracy Ullman's show. Uh, I remember. It came yeah. out... Yeah. But, I mean, I'm saying it's like, like Simpsons are responsible for the resurgence in, in adult animation. And remember the outcry? Okay, like, the first episode of Simpsons? it was, Simpsons? Eat my shorts. Yeah. In 89. <laughs> December 17th, 1989. Right. One was South Park. And South Park was... Do, 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 I will get you a Pepsi truck. Captain Google! Oh, it's 13th. <coughs> 1997. Okay, so eight years. Eight years. And in between that, there was nothing else, really, as far as adult... Ren and Stimpy, I think. Ren and Stimpy, yeah. because yeah. Ren and Stimpy was an MTV production, which, you know, goes kind of hand-in-hand. Well, MTV and Nickelodeon. <laughs> you know, right. two sides of the same coin there. Yeah. So it definitely had that ruder humor that, you know, <laughs> just started the craziness. Yeah. That I find to be 
today's modern television of cartoons where it's just black humor now or it's just like just black humor not even dark humor it's just black humor it's just like you're not even pushing the envelope. Yeah, you're I know. just See, saying I never, anything uh, that might disgust somebody I did not <laughs> like Ren and Stimpy uh oh you know what <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean uh no sir that's okay I'm gonna back you up on this one Tom. I don't I like, like it Tom it's Ren and Stimpy either powder I saw, no, but see, that's the thing. Like, most of those shows, like, you know, somebody would try and get me into at some point. I mean, I remember the Aqua Teen Hunger Force thing. It's like, you got to watch this. you got to watch Run and Stimpy. And I'd watch them, you know, be over at a friend's house or whatever, and they put them on, and I'm like, that's the nails. <laughs> I can't stand this. There's stuff. actually one episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force you should see. It's like their Halloween episode. I think I've probably seen it. The I mean, juice. I, I, I just remember. What was the one? I remember it stays with me to this day. The Arise Chicken. Chicken arise. Uh, <laughs> chicken nugget or something. I don't know. See, I didn't really like Aqua Teen Hunger Force either. Like, uh, I, 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 I liked it only because Master Shake was awesome. Aqua Teen is great. It's still on. Uh, but it got terrible. Like, no. It got, it got bad. No. It got bad. What do they call it now? Aqua Unit Patrol Squad yeah, 1? Yeah, it's, really, it's still just like reference. Uh, joke. You know, it's just like, ah, ha, ha, Journey, that's an old band, and they talked about it. <laughs> well, it's you all, know, it's yeah. like the joke, you know? <laughs> it's all just kind of Even though I do like, what was it, uh, Carl's got the foreigner, is it foreigner belt? The foreigner belt yeah. buckler? Carl is the best part. Carl is the best part of that show. <laughs> like, yeah, they could... Hey, they could just give away, I mean... Like, you could just have a show just about Carl, and I would rather watch that. Hey, Fryman, you hear what I order over here? I'm going to be farting blood. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's his best quote ever! Yeah. <laughs> he's eating, like, he's at, a, he's at a bar, and he's eating, like, fucking wings. Yeah. He's eating, like, he's eating, like, a hundred wings. He's like, I'm eating a hundred wings over here. I'm going to be shitting blood. <laughs> it's like... See, I kind of miss the wholesomeness of, like, my favorite time when it's like, you know, it's getting a little too old for cartoons, but then the Nickelodeon had Rocco's Modern Life, Doug, and, uh... Cat Dog. Cat Dog. Cat dog. <laughs> How did they is that, shit? Is that, is that it? Is that... I can't think if there's another one. That How did Cat Dog shit? I don't know. Uh, cat two Angry dog. Beavers I thought was better than uh, Cat Dog. Oh, yeah. There's a really good, like... Like universal horror episode of uh, Two Angry Beavers. That's like excellent. I can't remember the name. The name of the movie they're watching is like The Return of the Curse of the Mummy's Curse, and like the, the characters on the TV are just like, it's like it's the Curse of the Mummy's Curse. No, it's the Return of the Curse of the Mummy's Curse, and they keep on analyzing what the actual curse is. Like no, but it's the Return of the Return of the Curse. So I, I was at I was at Best Buy yesterday. Uh, exchanging one of my phones and like on the there was like a TV I'm just like sitting there waiting and on the TV it was playing DuckTales like it started off with the uh, DuckTales theme song I'm like oh sweet DuckTales is on and like every once in a while like every five minutes someone would walk by and be like Oh, badass! DuckTales is on! <laughs> DuckTales is one of the great shows. Yep. One of the great shows. If you're around our age and after school every oh, man. every day. Uh, Woo! I didn't see DuckTales. Oh, no DuckTales? Where the fuck was I? Yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I missed out on all this. I had no cable. You were like so learning how to... 
new it was on computers or something. <laughs> it was on uh, network television. It was on oh, Fox sure. or, or Disney yeah. Channel. Or yeah. Yeah. I remember, like, uh, I think the last thing, the last thing that I remember as like a kid's block, maybe there was Ducktales. I remember uh, the X Men. Yeah, Goof Troop, Darkwing. There was like the X Men show. Like, yeah, was, it was oh, badass. And then there was like there was a couple yeah. live action. It was it was in like Power the whole Rangers. Power Rangers age. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, wow. I still Martin think the Power Batman Rangers. animated series. Like, yeah. Is like from like the nineties. Phenomenal. It's still like fucking phenomenal. Like that is like when it, I, when I think of Batman, that is fucking Batman. But what's, what's was that like fifties? Like, was the universe supposed to be, like, in the 50s? No, they just made it look like that. It, yeah, it was supposed to look like the Felicia Superman cartoons, I think, with that kind of art deco. Because, yeah. I mean, like, the cars were, like, like 50s cars. Yeah. The thing that frustrated me about that? that series is, though, is, like, they would spend lots of attention and detail and money on key episodes... But then, like, the rest of the season, you can, like, see where they cut corners, and it doesn't... You know, but, like, the Two-Face origin looks awesome. The Clay-Face origin looks awesome. Uh, it's, it's really crazy. Like, the, the they have milestone episodes that are just beautifully animated, yeah. and then others that are just not so... <laughs> I remember I saw the theatrical was a Mask of Fantasy. Mask of Fantasy. Oh, I thought yeah. that had that kind of unevenness about it, too, where it wasn't yeah. like... I mean, the story in that I thought was like one of the better Batman... Oh, for sure. Stories, one of the better Batman movies. Yeah. If we really want to get down to it... I don't, I don't know, know, man. I like, I like, I like, I like Under the Red of, Hood, man. Under cool. the Red Hood's really good. I haven't seen that one. Really, it's Mark. I like it. it. Mark Hamill as Joker in this, or yeah, Mark Hamill as Joker. In Actually, in, yeah, in, in the in the, the video games, like series. the Batman Arkham Asylum and, and Batman Arkham City, they got like uh, Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy to play Batman. So the animated Batman, animated Joker, animate like every character is from the Batman animated series. Every single one of them. Mark awesome. Hamill's been really dedicated to Joker. There, you remember that failed Birds of Prey show? Yeah, I saw some of that. There's, like, in the opening of the first episode, like, when they do backflashes of Barbara Gordon getting shot, they do have Mark Hamill doing his Joker impression. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you don't <laughs> see anything, but you hear it's Mark Hamill, like, oh, yeah. and whatever. He's always uh, been, jo- like, when you think of Joker, that you think guy of Mark is, Hamill. Yeah, it's like, I don't think yeah. of Luke Skywalker. I think of Joker. That guy's Joker, yeah, like way is. more than Luke Skywalker. That guy personified. No one has a laugh like Man. Mark Hamill's Joker. <laughs> Nobody. Now, who did yeah. the voice of uh, Harley Quinn? Because she's got like a distinct voice too, man. Well, like I, don't, I really hey, don't Mr. Know. J. Hey, Mr. J. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. <clears throat> Captain Google might know. Captain know. Google. I don't, she might not be of anybody even like huge importance. It might all just be a big bust. Kevin Conroy is the one from Arkham. Yes. Yeah. City or whatever. Is yeah. She's from the com or the yep. the show. So they do all the video games and the animated stuff. Yeah, well, just the just the the well, new video games. The new video. Okay. You gotta understand, Kevin Conroy's been playing Batman longer than any one actor's ever played Batman. Yeah. Because yeah. I want to say the animated series started in '91. He's and he just did that. He just did that Gotham Knights tie. He played Batman in the Gotham Knights tie-in uh, for the Dark Knight. Then with these two video games. So I mean, he's still. Even though, like, Under the Red Hood and a lot of other of these new DC universes... There's the Dark Knight Returns, part one and two. No. Yeah, that's Peter Welker, the guy that oh. played Robocop, yeah, or okay. Weller. Yeah, yeah. And so they still give Batman out to other people, but they always give Kevin Conroy a chance, because the guy, he's the best, he is just the best Batman voice in the world. 
You can't give. He, he doesn't have to like. Rah, rah, rah. He just has like a distinct like no harder. You know, he just has a, a you know a powerful voice. Yeah. If only I, I thought of doing that, taking the animated series and taking snippets of Kevin Conroy's dialogue and putting it onto uh, Chris Nolan's movies, so I wouldn't have to hear. Uh, <laughs> Dude, that would be awesome. Be awesome. I think somebody did. No that. way. I, I want to say on Don't YouTube, I thought I saw something at one point that was like. It was like when the Dark Knight came out or something. Okay, I could be totally. I mean, yeah, you could look you this could. up and find out. But it seemed to me that somebody edited scenes from the Batman TV show to make the Dark Knight trailer. No, but I want to use just no. I want to just his voice, use the dialogue oh. from Kevin Con- Conroy, and use the exact same things that he says in Dark Knight, and just edit the dialogue over oh. Christian Bale. Yeah. That way, it that would be, be awesome. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what the difference between you and me is? I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Oh boy, yeah, that's horrible. So, what'd you think of uh, the movie Heavy Metal? <laughs> I have not seen Heavy Metal. Was the, what the fuck? <laughs> Heavy Metal was the most influential movie on my young adult life. It let me see boobs at the tender young age of 11. Yeah, and, well, I think that was you the know, appeal of it, zombies. Right? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, that was like an actual horror like, story. Oh, my God. I mean, it had everything. Fantasy, pterodact- hot babes on pterodactyls. But, but, what, wait, whoa, what are we talking about here? We got <laughs> oh, boobs. We're talking about motherfucking Hot babes metal, on yeah. fucking yeah. pterodactyls. And rock music. And rock Call it Hey, hey, who's got this movie? I do on Blu-ray. Oh. You got it on Blu-ray? Yeah. We need to see this motherfucking movie. Stat. Oh, it's amazing. I am the son Okay, well, of I got to tell you, Evos. the first time that I saw it, I was actually let down because I went I went like 10 years trying to find that damn movie. I, would I be disappointed? I saw How it. that let you down at all? I finally got a copy of it from like Canada or from somebody who like taped it off of Cinemax because <laughs> that was the only way that you could see it. And I watched it and it was like, Okay, yeah, I mean, it's cool, but it's kind of like the animation wasn't up to what I had hoped that it was going to be. It's only like some of the most beautiful no, animation but in the American cool, history. But the cool thing about the animation is is that I think they went out to like 40 different production houses yeah. or something, so everybody's doing different things. And Robert Rodriguez, I want to say, is like doing a remake where he's doing the same thing. Like, you can submit stuff to the new heavy metal movie. We can only pray. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, you can get on there and like, I have this for whatever, and I think they're still putting it together. Heavy metal, the movie. Excellent. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, that's where my mind goes. I need to see that movie. Animation. Because it's got like hot hot naked babes on pterodactyls. That sounds fucking cool. Where else can you see that? I don't know where else you can well, see that. Well, uh, Fritz the Cat, the one I was talking about earlier, yeah. was, uh, that was the first, that, that was an X-rated cartoon. Fritz the Cat. Like. Fritz the Cat. X-rated. Yeah, but I mean, it was because of the language, just, the situations, yeah. and just the general overall tone. When was that he, coming out? When was that produced? That what about like Cool 60s, World? Early wow. 70s, so I mean, it was kind of a counterculture thing. There was a sequel I saw, too, Nine Lives well, of Fritz the Cat. Fritz the Cat's good. based off of R. Crumb's drawing. Yeah, yeah. R. Crumb is just that crazy freaking, yeah. you know, that guy's artwork and just... Yeah. yeah. I, don't think you, I don't think you'd like that, Tom. But <laughs> <laughs> the Bakshi stuff, I mean, I can't even remember. I mean, I have a very, Bocce very vivid memory of uh, American Pop, just because that was really cool how it, like, you know, it 
purports to tell the story of how, like, in one family, I think, like, all American music from ragtime... Does it start on ragtime? It starts, like, pre-World no, War start, I. It start, no, it starts, uh, like, vaudeville, people just yeah. performing on stage. You know, right, just yeah, kinda yeah. Whatever. So it's Dancing vaudeville girls. through ragtime, through, all the way through... Which is supposed to be punk, but it ends up being... It's uh, like Bob Seger. Yeah, like, Bob Seger. Like, you know, rock and roll, 80s, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all that rotoscope kind of thing. But, I mean, that was, like, something yeah. where you're, like, you know, I remember seeing that and being, like, this, this is animation that no kid would have any interest in, you know? Yeah. And uh, even, you, were, you saw Watership Down? That was another one. I saw that when I was a kid. Messed me up. <laughs> Messed me up. Yeah, you ever seen it? The no. Rabbits? It's a fucking brutal movie, man. <laughs> it was horrifying. Really? Yeah. I mean, you know. I'm surprised I haven't seen it. I think that. that was just PG, but, like, I was too young to see that and messed me up for life. <laughs> Sweet, I should like, see that movie. You mentioned, uh... Watership Down? Colin, you mentioned rotoscoping. Now, like, I'm of the opinion that rotoscoping, as far as, like, classifying as animation, is kind of cheating. No. Yeah. You know? Do you? Th- no. No, not, not at all. Cheating. No. But it's like well, we I mean, use computers now. Is that cheating? Well, no. Well, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think that motion capture is calling that an animation film is also cheating. Because yeah, but you're, with motion capture, you know, computer animation, it's like they're going for something different. It seems to me than like they're calling than, themselves out on it. The fact that it's live actors well, acting. Well, a lot of times they're trying to s- successfully duplicate, you know, for s- visual effects shots and stuff like. Wait, are you talking about like talking the Zemeckis like, movies and stuff yeah, like that? Where, oh. Yeah, like Christmas Carol. I mean, that's and, just a uh, better Be- way to get Beowulf. Because the 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 problem with computer animation, anyway, is there's no weight, so yeah. you need a human's movement to have weight. So that's why you get they they need motion capture. Rotoscoping was just, I mean, rotoscoping's been around since the freaking you know, shit, yeah. late 20s. And rotoscoping's a process but where you actually, you film a scene and then you blow the individual frames up to, you know, what, so you can trace them. But you, you st- photograph it and, and then you still gotta paint your backgrounds, you still gotta dress your character and move the clothing as you would. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's a tool. Yeah. It's a tool to get better moving... You know. I mean, the Lord of the Rings movie. Um, yeah, because that's, that's Ralph Bakshi. It, it, it used some weird because like they were like I think the scene in uh, the Prancing Pony uses like the characters in the in the in the, in the foreground are the animated characters. And in the background, like, the patrons of the bar yeah. are literally just live actors. Yeah, but then, see, I mean, a lot of a lot of stuff on Lord of the Rings, it looks like they ran out of money or time and just, like, put shit in there that wasn't... Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like, well, they, 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 like, like end the movie. It looks like, a lot yeah. like that. Like, it's low-budget kind of animation with rotoscoping. So it, all, it looks like, I mean, it gives the impression that this is a movie that was made very quickly and, like, we were rushed or, you know, whatever... All right. of uh, Bakshi's stuff kind of feels like that. It's like, you know, we had a short attention span. I mean, it's not yeah. like the Plimpton stuff where it feels well, like that guy well, labored forever at but it. But rotoscoping, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing, since your movement's so accurate, you're just doing a lot more pages, you know. So, yeah, you're True, losing yeah, budget yeah, you're in these other things to have your character movement yeah. where everything's really <laughs> fluid and, you know... Yeah, and it's almost like like filmation in the eighties before they went out of business. You can see like in He Man, you can see the same shots in every single damn yeah, episode yeah. because they yeah, just, they, just the they did they they did the rotoscoped 
characters of people running, everybody running, and like throwing a boulder, yeah. and they just, you know, something they could put up there for, you know, all 300 episodes. Yeah. I think what I must be thinking of is the Lord of the Rings, because like there's shots with the orcs where it feels like they basically just shot this, you know, it almost feels like yeah. that. Uh, oh yeah, the, the, the orcs and goblins were like. But that's what I mean. Felt it, like a dude. It comes off yeah. like we had such. This was such an undertaking, and we had a deadline or something that we had to meet. And so instead of actually finishing the animation, we just used the actual <laughs> photography that we did. And they they did like that solarizing. It felt like yeah, you know yeah, like because yeah. Ralph Boxy, he's relatively independent himself. Right. He's yeah. Ne- well, not yeah. necessarily ever like backed. Yeah. Fully by any Is, is you know, Cool right. World the last thing that he did? Gosh, maybe. Maybe was, Cool World. Cool World. Cool World, yeah! Cool, cool World. Hey, <laughs> baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking movie's awesome. Well, yeah, these are like the sick, yeah. perverted old men that drew cartoons yeah, yeah. for my, like, <laughs> my budding maturity. You know, yeah. the, oh my god, freaking Hollywood if she could. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? That was the tagline, I think, <laughs> yeah. the poster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Weird that Brad Pitt was in that movie. Yeah. 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 Oh my Brad god, Pitt dude. was a pompadour, isn't it? No, yeah. that's his... Is it? Yeah, he's yeah like, he was awesome in that movie. And it was movie. a big deal that he was in that, too, wasn't it? Like, I remember at the time. I don't uh, think it was a big deal. The fact that... That he, was probably even before Legends of the Fall. I mean, that was, like, probably yeah, one of the first was, things he did. Yeah. That was, was probably, really like... Early, I would be surprised if that's not, like, an introducing... No, Bra- introducing was, Brad Pitt's cutting class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think Thelma and oh, Louise was maybe before yeah. Cool World, but... Thelma and Louise. Yeah, bro, but God yeah. knows how long it actually took to make Cool World. Exactly, because yeah. all the animation. Yeah, well, know? it's live. It's a. Uh, it's kind of like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit thing where there's live action, live actors interact. It's Gabriel Byrne, Kim Basinger, and Brad Pitt interacting with CG. Or it's not CG. Hand it was Cool World not before, but Roger Rabbit. I would or say no? it's after. After, because sure, Roger yeah. Rabbit was a big deal. Well, it was yeah, the first movie yeah. done that since like Disney did it, in, like the. Peace Dragon. Well, they always did it. Mary Poppins, Peace yeah. Dragon. I mean, that was one of the Disney's things. Yeah, but yeah, they hadn't done Interacting it humans with they, they hadn't done That's it actually a, a Fleischer thing. That's like why rotoscoping was invented, is so Max Fleischer could actually be in the same frame, like his hand could be in the same frame with his character clown that he's playing with or whatever. You know, mm. it's crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of Brad Pitt, uh, I believe next... Whoa. Next week we're going to be watching uh, True Romance, uh, which is that's one Brent's of Brent's pick. That's Brent's pick, yes, and that's I think it's one of Brad Pitt's best starting out roles. Brad Pitt. Oh yeah, oh, God, yo, yeah. <laughs> shit! Oh yeah, you'd be surprised how many people are in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's a roommate. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic play. I will not be here next week. Tom's leaving us. Well, I'll I will be coming back from it's none of your business. Where he'll be. <laughs> <laughs> he's going on a top secret black ops. Top mission. secret. Two A military base. He's he's off Berglund, right? Yeah, Berglund. I'm off Berglund, so I will not be here. Yeah, he's a burglar. All right then. Yeah, well, I guess uh, that kind of wraps up our show for the week. So, all right. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Bye. To play us out. We'll do it live. Did it do? Fuck it. Fuck it. We'll do it. <laughs> to play us out. What does that mean? I don't know what that. Fuck it. Fuck it. Okay, freaks. That's the show this week. Um, 
We do have a new home on the internet. You can find us at theinternetarchive.org, where if you search uh, Saturday Night Freak Show, you'll be able to find new episodes of the Freak Show each week. And also you can go back and look at old episodes and listen to them with your friends, laugh, and maybe even learn something. Um, also, if you want to email us questions or suggestions for movies to watch, we have an email address. You can contact us at uh, Saturday Night Freak Show at yahoo.com. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter at, at SatFreakShow. So, uh, yeah, follow us, trend us, and have a good week. Thank <laughs> you.